0: What is brainwave entrainment and what can it do for you? Do you struggle with finding inner peace and calm despite meditation practices, doing limiting belief work and changing your lifestyle? Dr. Patrick Porter explains that 95% of who we are is controlled by the unconscious mind. Now, how do we tap into the unconscious mind? Well, through brainwave entrainment. Brainwave entrainment is a proven effective method to help train the unconscious mind to find balance and overall sense of calm, not only in the mind, but in the body. I chatted with Dr. Patrick Porter, the inventor of the BrainTap technology. It's a cutting edge brain entrainment technology that uses light and sound He discusses in this episode how BrainTap is building a billion better brains worldwide. So if you're wanting more brain balance, better sleep, sharper focus, and inner calm, take a listen and learn how BrainTap is the perfect brain balancing solution for you. Without further ado, my conversation with Dr. Patrick Porter of BrainTap Technology.
1: Hi, Dr. Thank Porter. How are you? you? I'm doing great. Thank you, Julie. That was-
0: well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. It's a, it's honestly an honor and I, I'm really excited about this. And like I told you earlier, I'm a little nervous. So you're so brilliant. Okay. Can you give us a little insight as to where you're from and where you're practicing currently?
1: Right. I'm in New Bern, North Carolina right now. I've, I've lived in all over because I used to own a franchise company and when I was doing that, I would actually go there at first and set them up and live there. So I I lived for in Virginia Beach for quite a while in the Bay Area after I sold that company, and then back out here where my grandkids are. And what we do here we have a we have a research lab here where we we do our studies. So everything we're going to talk about today is backed by research that is either peer reviewed or it's uh, actually in the quite a few of my studies are in PubMed. And uh, we we present this next year coming up, we've been accepted for five different talks at the National Institute of Health Conference because we have a we have a groundbreaking study we're going to be sharing where we beat out opioids in three different studies in Brazil. For women 55 and older with fibromyalgia, we beat out opioids in all three studies. Uh, so brain tap has been used to do a lot of things. but when we started, the first thing we were doing back in the 80s, Was for pain control, but then opioids came on the scene and all these pills, and they said, We don't need this. We don't need this natural way. We're going to use these pills. So now what they're finding is in the study, we didn't allow them to increase the dosage. That's why we won because opioids continue to get worse and worse and worse until the person becomes addicted and then they have all the health problems. They don't tell you that. Unfortunately, they say, Oh, these things are safe, but you know, the what's going on with all the lawsuits is, is will tell a different story, right? Because people yeah. are finding they're destroying lives. Right. And I there's a saying that I have, you can't have the pill without the skill. We're the <laughs> skill part. And, you know, you don't really need the pill. I mean, you might need the pill for short term, you know, to get you through what's going on. But to put people on pills that are addictive, I think is is really a sin because they, they took an oath not to harm people. And I think there's more damage being done than help.
0: Although Absolutely. people Although
1: people in pain need a solution. I'm I'm in total agreement with that, but to, to submit them to a lifetime of, you know, torture really.
0: Absolutely. And then the, the pain of trying to get off, there's a lot of people that want to get off these pain meds or, you know, some of the sleep meds and Klonopin, they, they literally can't, it's a fight for their lives. Right. It's wonderful that you have a solution.
1: Yeah. The brain is, will very quickly offload its work. <laughs> if you let yeah. it. that's why uh, the dopamine addictions that we have today, you know, everybody, whether it be dope, drugs or alcohol or whatever's going on, the, it's because the brain basically is always looking to offload its work. It's our brain does a lot of, it takes a lot of the energy of the body and the brain. And so when we live our lives, if we can do it naturally and live the right life, like I say, the three different phases to to brain health, are first got to eat right. You cannot think of a bad diet. Number two, you've got to move and breathe. You know, we're designed like solar panels. We should be out in the sun. You know, we work best when the sun's shining. And so we should be out there getting out in nature. And then we need to do some kind of brain fitness. Some way we need to downregulate our nervous system. If we can downregulate that nervous system, it comes back more powerful, more energized. And basically, our best self shows up instead of our stressed out self that. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to disagree when you're stressed. You don't perform right. as well.
0: That is absolutely true. That Thank you for that. I'm, this is really exciting stuff. I'm excited to, to learn more about it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to back up a little bit because you okay. have a really interesting history starting <laughs> early on in life. So you started early into guided meditation at the age of 12. Do I have yes. that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's where you began assisting your father in the Silva method. So yes. it, let's, let's dive into that first. Can you give that history and what is sure. the Silva med method? And then what piqued your interest in that methodology?
1: Okay. Well, first of all, the church came over the priest and the sister, they were the, they were running the Silva method program. They called it back then the Silva mind control, but now they changed to the Silva method. I think it's a better name. And they it told they came they came over. My dad was a very gifted alcoholic. He could, you know, he could bug out at any moment. Things could be going good or bad. It didn't matter. And he he might go on a bender for you know seven to ten days, wouldn't even see dad. Okay. So the church became really good friends because they bring over the food. So although in my book I have a chapter how I was blessed to be the son of an alcoholic because without him getting help. So they got they got him help. He went to one night seminar. They said Michael we're going to take you we're going to teach you how to relax. And he's like I don't know how to relax you know he was using alcohol as his drug of choice to relax. So during that seminar, they called it the, it was a one night ultra relaxation seminar with Silva. And they basically taught you to go to level. That's what the Silva method does. It, it's a, it's a technique that teaches you to go to alpha. So okay. when you think of alpha, alpha is the neutral to the brain, right? You know, most uh, neurophysiologists would tell you that when you're in, it's kind of like your car being a neutral, you know, you can go, you can go up or down from there. You can go to sleep or you can wake up. It's, it's also a, an energizing state. So you're, you're basically collecting more energy. And we've shown now because we can measure things now that we couldn't do in the 80s that you can, this collecting of energy is like when we sleep, how do we get energy when we sleep? It makes very little sense to the conscious Mm. mind, but the body is actually readjusting, resetting its biological system, but we're bringing in energy as the National Institute of Health now calls it our biosphere. So we have this energy field around us. So what used to be considered more metaphysical now when you go to a neuroscience conference, it's sounding more and more like a religion instead of a, a science practice. Right. Because right. we're finding out this, this kind of quantum world that we all live in. Yeah. So with the Silva method, it's super easy. And there's and that impressed him enough that he came home and he said, we're all going to start as a family practicing this technique. So if you imagine nine kids and two parents every night. I mean, I, I don't remember a time when I didn't practice that when I was younger, yeah. And I don't remember i've I've done something every day since then because it changed changed the way that I thought. I was a very angry, difficult kid. I was an artist, so I was very moody, emotional. you know like so when so to me, school was a waste of time. I wanted to draw and paint and do my thing. And when I learned to go to level, I learned to channel that creativity and into sports. And so my dad would teach us through through sport with Silva. So the Silva method you can use for anything. I, there are people that have used the Silva method and, and claim that their eyesight's got better. There's people that actually claim that they've grown their hair. I mean, um, I don't think any of those are substantiated in any research, but the what it really does, I think the main thing that it does, it teaches you that you can control your mind. And now we have tools that do that. Like we call them neurofeedback. So now right. we can use tools like Muse or you know these other tools that are out there that we can actually put them on close our eyes and change our brain waves even 10 years ago, well now maybe 15 years ago, they didn't think we could change our brains you know yeah. they thought we're you're a construction worker that's all you're going to be as a construction worker you're a a lawyer you have the lawyer brain so or you're an artist, you're a right brain person or left brain person. now we know something called neuroplasticity Now we didn't know Silva was teaching us neuroplasticity because we didn't have the research to show it <clears throat> but when you get to alpha we now know, that when you're in that state, you get this burst of energy at the gamma range, which they didn't even they didn't know how to measure back in the 80s. Gamma is the is a high-frequency brainwave that we might get into a little bit later. And that really, 10 years ago, they really didn't give much thought. And then there's delta. There's a delta burst. So when somebody says, why do people, when they get into Silva, sleep better? Why do they think better? Why do they perform better? It's because when your brain is better, everything is better. Absolutely. And, the, the problem with Silva is that it's a, it's an active process. So unfortunately, like all meditation practices, only five to 10% of people do it, you know, so they, they learn it, but they don't do it. So through the years, of course, I did it because my dad at first made us do it. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like exercise. I didn't really want to exercise either. I thought it was, it's much more fun just laying around eating crackers or whatever, you know, yes. in, 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 yes. or things like that. But once you get moving and breathing and you start to feel good. So at the same time we were doing the Silva method, my mother went to an iridologist which is somebody who they can look at your eyes and actually tell you all about your health. In fact, I'm going to a conference here in Florida at the end of October where every year the iridologists all get together. I like to support that organization because it changed the way my family thinks. In this iridology, you can look at the eyes and there's little markers in the eyes. I'm not an iridologist. I just appreciate their, and And we work a lot with the eyes. But the, she basically told my mother that the problem with us, we're a bunch of spazzes. You know, could you imagine going to church with <laughs> nine kids and trying no. to <laughs> trying to <laughs> wrangle them all in? And so, you know, my brother Michael, I write about him in my own book. They had to have him run laps around the classroom before they would start class. Try to move, get rid of his energy. Right. But the energy was coming from my dad worked for the cereal companies, and of course, most cereal. There's actually a study that where they they fed rats. The cereal and they fed them the cardboard box and the actual cardboard box rats lived longer or mice lived longer than the ones that ate the cereal so that's how good it is for you but it jacked yeah. up our uh, sugar right so yeah. here we are we're all geeked up on sugar and no you can't relax and Michael it, it so changed his life that he very rarely eats sugar to, still to this day I good. mean for he just doesn't do it and, and so we took white flour white sugar all the dyes out of our diet And between that, and that's why I always say food first, you know, you, you, you have to change your diet. So even though I'd like to say just to get brain tap and your life's going to change, you can do that and get some really massive changes. But if you really are serious about your health, get rid of the sugar and the dyes and the white flour and, you know, eat healthy, you know, if, if anything, eat less, you know, whatever you think you're supposed to eat, eat like at least two thirds of that.
0: I have to say it's what's fascinating just from the psychological standpoint that your parents were so outside of the box. I wonder how like others in the community viewed your family for what you guys were doing. I mean,
1: we were, we were pretty much weirdos, but the, I doubt that, but yes. Yeah. The uh, luckily we were really good at sports. So people liked us They and they want to know what are you doing? You know? So, and I was a three sport captain and you know, one of those guys that always was good at everything that I I did. What was your key key, sport? What was your big one? Football was football. Okay. I can see that. But I got a track scholarship because I got hurt in football my senior year. So once you dislocate your shoulder, they don't really want you too much because especially when it keeps falling out. Sure. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So you go to track. (laughs) Yes. I hear you. And and I could run fast. So they, but in the, in the process, I mean, when I graduated, I was told I was going to be the next Bruce Jenner, which now I'm getting kidded all the time. When am I going to have my sex change? Okay. You know, from my friends in high it. school. Yes. You know, and then the, yeah. then then there was a guy back when I was growing up called Yule, Yule Gibbons. He used to do a commercial for grape nuts. And he would say you could eat, you know, he was always talking about eating grape nuts as this natural food. So when in my yearbook, I'm voted to be the next Yule Gibbons because okay. in, in fact, my track coach would tell me don't take all nobody was taking supplements back then really I mean not in right. not in our town and right. so here I am at the track and I'm doing these breweries tablets because I need I knew I needed vitamin b because I ran the quarter mile so I would take all these and then I would get the niacin flush you know that red yeah flush. yes I believe everyone out there should be on niacin still to this yeah. day because that's that. good for the brain think of b vitamins as brain vitamins in the and so he's in, so I'm getting ready to run and I take my my brewer's yeast and these tablets. And then I turn red and my, my track coach goes, Porter, don't take those out here. People are going to think you're taking drugs. So here I am. I had to go to the bathroom, take my supplements before, before. And he said, don't come out until you're white. You're doping up.
0: You're doping up, but on supplements in the bathroom, that's a riot.
1: And, and I think that, you know, those kind of things, when, growing up and just my dad had a saying and he got it from the Bible. I didn't know it at the time, but faith without works is dead, you know, so yeah. you can hit, you can meditate on it. You can visualize it, but if you don't take action, it doesn't really matter. Absolutely. So we always had an action board for the family. So everybody always, instead of chores, we had an action board. And so, you know, when you wow. have nine kids, we always had, what are we going to do today to reach our goal for the year? Wow. And so once we got into Silva, because still we learned that the subconscious is goal striving when you learn that at an early age and you start to think about what you think about brings about, you know, so we, we started to realize that. And when we got in trouble, and this is something I teach every parent that I work with. When we got in trouble, we used to get spanked and sent to our room and told, think about what you did. Well, that's like the worst thing you can do. The number one worst thing. Not, not the spanking. I, I don't think that's a problem. But the, the if you want to spank them, go for it. But if when you tell them to go think about it, you're actually hardwiring in that behavior. So what my dad did differently that I teach every parent is he had a book and the first book he had me read was As a Man Thinketh, And he said, take this book, you have to read it. It doesn't take long, less than an hour to read the whole book. He said, read this book, come back and tell me how you're going to use these principles to improve your decision-making. Holy and guys. so I'd I'd have to read the book. Most of the time, I didn't read it. I just think that I, you know, got the high notes and <laughs> went out there. And and then he would quiz me and say, "Hey, you didn't really read it. Go back and read it." But by the end of summer, because I got grounded, but my grounding wasn't in my room. My grounding was read this book, come up and tell me what you're going to do today to activate these thought processes in your life, so you make better thought, better decisions. Wow. And that's when I started, you know, when I made the goal to become the captain of the football team and. I didn't even think about wrestling and track and the other sport, baseball that I played in the summer and being captains on those teams. But it was just, that just happened because I, in order to reach my goals, I had to help other people. So
0: Absolutely. I started
1: clubs in, in those clubs. I'd be, instead of beating up the young underclassmen, they became my friends and we worked out together. There was no gyms when I was growing up. So right. like now I remember we, we started a fundraiser to get uh, barbells into our gym and, and in, in things like that people thought that was crazy back in the 60s and 70s you know you just didn't have that yeah. stuff back then
0: that is amazing this book tell me it again it's called as a man thinketh
1: yeah there's also as a woman thinketh now so they've, they've, they've changed the wording it's it's a book called as a man thinketh it's really it's it's taken bible quotes that are talking about what you think about in your heart mm-hmm. you become now what what most people didn't realize was they, they, they knew ancient tradition knew that our heart controlled everything. We have this thinking brain in our heart, yeah. these 40,000 neutrino cells. So they have emotion, they have memories. So what it basically told you was, in so when we would sit down, my dad would ask us, when you're doing Silva, when you get to this level, and you're just there, in the, you're counting down three, two, one. It's a lot more to it. So this isn't right. a shortcut to learn silver, silver. Right. But if somebody's out there is a silver instructor and wants to coach somebody, I I do recommend the course. It's it's very okay. it's very enlightening. I don't think it's the end of the road. I don't think it's the holy grail because everything evolves and changes. But Jose Silva, the guy who invented it, he took the best at the time and put it together into one seminar. He didn't invent anything. Everything he teaches was already out there, which is kind of what happens anyway in most things. You know, the the old saying is plagiarism is one source and writing is three more. So, you know, and but what he did was, he did a great job of putting together a seminar. So once you start relaxing and you start slowing down your brain and your mind and you start to really hear yourself, most people if you were listening to how you speak to yourself you would divorce yourself because you most people talk to themselves so poorly they have no patience for themselves they have, okay. they use words they would never use in public to themselves you know and we need to be more gentle with ourselves more loving you know and give ourselves permission to fail yes absolutely and because there's a saying those people who are successful have learned to fail fast so a lot of people never try that's even worse you know, failing, at least you tried, you know, yeah. you went out and did something And and trying isn't fail. Failing is when you stop trying, when you stop doing something different. And the word try actually implies failure. So you have to look at the outcomes. Yeah. What was as a man think it does, is it gets you to start thinking about what am, what are you thinking about when you're not thinking? Right. Because you're always thinking, right? So 25% of the time you go unconscious. Yes. Yes. What are you thinking during those unconscious moments? If you can get control of that, now you've got control of your life. And if you start to realize that, and that's why um, they used to say cancel, cancel. Like if, if you said something, we called it shouldn't all over yourself. You know, a lot of people will do that. You know, So, <laughs> yes. so, so, so if you find yourself shouldn't on yourself, then you change that statement and you say cancel, cancel. Now, in, in my processes, I have techniques like the stop sign technique where I say stop. You visualize a large red stop sign, and you say, "Stop giving it energy, stop giving it time." And then, once you do that, you think of three different ways you'd want to do it. Because if you only do the thing the same way every time, right. that could be a phobia. Right. If you only if you only have this or that, like this way or that way, or my way or the highway, you know, people say that, then that's a dilemma, right? But if you have three or more, you have choices. And three or more creates something in in neurophysiology called the Fibonacci sequence, because all thoughts, all neurological activity, every plant, every animal, everything in the known creative universe is built upon the Fibonacci sequence. So, for instance, I'll give you an example. If If you go to make a change, like I was on your social media before we started, I saw you saw a moose. Which uh, reason it trod me because I went up to Connecticut, we didn't see a moose. you know, you said it was once in a lifetime experience, right? Yes. Yeah. So you were there, right? Mm-hmm. You remember it. So by by me recalling it, you were there once. You recalled it again, didn't you? right? Yeah. You did it again, did you not? Yes. So now you've done it three times differently. you understand? Yes. So yes. Now you're building now now you've done it three times again, because you re, we recalled it together you, you remembered it. And then I asked you if you remembered it. So you recall it again differently. So you did it three times again. Did you not?
0: So, I'm doing it like
1: constantly. Right. <laughs> right. So what happens yes. is this is the way the brain starts hardwiring in memories. Right. So now right. you've done it six times, but you didn't really do it six times. You did it six times again. Isn't that true? Because we did it once. You did, you, I could keep doing this. Yes. Thing. That's the way the brain works. So when you're doing these going to level visualizing, you're activating these neural networks. And the more we activate them, for instance, I like to tell people in Silva, opportunities are everywhere, right? So when I started my franchise company, my dad and I are sitting in Phoenix, and we're having this conversation. And this is the way a therapist talk. We're great. We help everybody. Nobody, nobody fails. You know, so we're sitting around being therapists, but we have no money. You know, we're we're not making any money because the worst thing is you think you've got something great, but there's nobody to help. So we're sitting around talking, and and I was only 24 25 years old at the time. And I'm saying, yeah, we got to get something. Well, the phone rings. Dr. Paul Adams calls. He's one of my dad's trainers. And he has a he has a, a clinic called Positive Changes. And he says, you know what? I want to open Positive Changes in Phoenix. Would you like to work with me? I'll hire you. You can run our run the clinic, and I'll give you an opportunity to buy it from me. So no money down. We get to learn how to do this thing. My dad promptly hangs up the phone and says, you know, thanks, Paul. We want to do our own thing. I'm sitting there and I'm going, wait a minute. We just had a conversation. We have no money. It doesn't matter how good you are if you're not helping people. Right. 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 I said, dad, I didn't know Paul at the time, but I said, he knew me because you know he's I'm Mike's kid, right? The, so I said, Would you give me his number? I want to call him back. So I called him up. I said, Hey, you know, my dad was a little hasty, you know, he's got he's got money coming in, clients. I don't. I said, What would you like me to do? And he says, Well, if you can get me this and this, and he gave me a list of things. I got it for him and FedExed it to him. He he says, You're serious, aren't you? I said, Yes, I am. Well, that this biz- not only did we start the business for him in, in Phoenix. I bought the business from him in three years, the whole business, all that franchise in two. But that would have never happened. My dad was right there in the room with me. He he denied that opportunity. I, I saw the opportunity. Wow. So that's the difference between having an open mind and you know, being in in I was going to level saying, I need training from somebody because mm. somebody's already done this. Sure. That's why people need coaches and they need mentors. And right. I've had a lot of mentors over the years. And I still have mentors that I, some I pay, some are friends, you know, and different levels because we're always learning and growing, right. but that's the way Silva puts you in an opportunity state. So when you're, if you think, you know, everything, that's the death state, right? There's that's nobody true. out there that knows everything. As soon as somebody tells me they have the answers to everything in the universe, I turn and run because nobody has all the answers in the universe, unless they're God, you know, and, and, you know, you can have a relationship with God, but I've not, I don't, I've not met God, you know, in in the physical. So there's nobody that I know that's walking around that, that can give me all the information. They can give me their slice of the universe. And sometimes that's good. And I'll take a little slice of that. And that's great. I'll take another slice over here, but you've got to create your own thing. And what I liked about Silva was when you go to level, You're in that state. It's more of a physiological state. So I'm I was more kinesthetic, you know, uh, learner.
0: Yeah, visual learners
1: sometimes have a problem with it because they they want to see it on a chalkboard and they want to see the evidence, they want to see the research, and so when you think about just getting into that state, and it's a physiological state. Now we know there's transmission at that state, which means there's we're getting information, cellular information when we calm down, slow down, and the body's intelligence knows what to do to heal itself. But if we're in a stress state, that communication gets disrupted. Yeah. That's why a lot of people have these massive healings by doing Silva. Mm-hmm. And we've incorporated, I've been people that know Silva, they listen to my sessions go, you took Silva. I go, yeah, yeah for my whole life, you know, that's what I grew up doing. But so I don't, I didn't copy Silva because you can't really do, you have to go to the seminar or you have to take the training to get the whole Silva course. But a lot of Silva languaging actually came from a therapist in Florida. Okay. once I found out where he got his source material, I wouldn't learn from the source material, you know, and, and I, that's, so I'm always learning from different people. And I, I learned with uh, like Jeffrey Zeig and uh, the Ericksonian foundation. And when I had an office in Phoenix and they're the big deal in uh, you know, like hypnosis meditation.
0: You're a curious cat. That's what I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can
0: tell you've always been curious, which I want to say everything that you've you've experienced, which I, that's why I wanted our followers to listen to your story because it's going to impact so many people because people are trying to explore this neuroplasticity world. Mm. And, but the fact that you've been in it for way longer than I think most of these programs have existed. I mean, the current ones, DNRS, scooped all these ones, I think it's really going to hit home for a lot of people. But I, my other question is, Everything that you've done with your father and your mother, did you incorporate that for your children and your grandchildren?
1: Yes. Yeah. You Actually, did. There's okay. sessions by my grandchildren on the on the. Oh, uh, that's cool. So they're they're they want to do more too. Sophie especially, she's 13 I now, and it. she's reading. They're reading affirmations.
0: That's what amazing. I started
1: out doing. So when could you imagine? I was 13 years old. I still remember they we got to write down what we wanted for Christmas. And at that time, you know, we knew there was no Santa Claus at that moment, and right. so we knew mom and dad were buying it. And we could and twenty dollars was a lot of money there So yeah, when, and so there was an alarm clock that I found that actually had a cassette player in it. Okay, and I got that alarm. I used that alarm clock for almost oh, 30 years until okay. it crapped out. But on that, uh, I would record my affirmations for the month. And it was an autoplay. So it would keep playing the tape. So every month I would redo my affirmations. And that's what I'd listen to every night when I slept. Because I'm I'm also audit, I'm very auditory. Uh, you know, I, I was the kind of guy that I liked CB radios growing, mm-hmm. doing those kind of things because yep. I liked, I didn't have to see the pictures. I, I didn't watch a lot of TV, although okay. I like movies and things like that. Yeah. But they um I'm more of an auditor. I'd rather listen to a book on tape than that's me. you know, things like that. So all of this plays into that. So I taught that to my grandkids. I also talked to my kids. you know they were they they would have to instead of going and reading a book though, what they did was we had the MC Square, which was when they were growing up. that was the name of my uh, light and saw machine. okay And I said, go in and do an, go in and do a session and tell me how you do it differently. And they would go in, we had our children's series and they would go and listen to a session and they would come back and usually it would not come out because a lot of times it's just their energy is just, you know, and yeah, it needs yeah. to come
0: down. Yes, right. I get you. That's amazing. Wow. Okay. So you brought a franchise, you sold it. How did you then get into the, to the
1: field that you're in now? Did you- well, I started when I bought, when I bought into positive changes, I bought the whole franchise. OK, so the and we incorporated the MC Square into that. So for 20 years, you couldn't get our equipment unless you went through one of the franchise centers. We had 108 locations. Wow. And so these locations, that's why a lot of people go, where, where where have you been? Well, if you weren't in one of the cities in in you're in Montana somewhere. Yeah, right? I'm
0: in upper Montana.
1: Yeah, we we had one in Bozeman. Really? So we didn't last long because in the winter, he came from Florida and moved to Bozeman. And one winter, he said, what the heck is going on? Get out of (laughs) here. Yes,
0: I hear you you on that. sent me
1: pictures. It was crazy. (laughs) uh, And he was a retiree. So you know people don't go to Montana when they retire. They go to Florida. And I did the opposite thing. But what we did was, in doing this, there was a a woman by the name of Ann Weiss. and, And she wrote a book called The Master Brainwave. And it's still available out there on the market. And Ann Wise, she she was the researcher. She was me back then. I was the I was the grunt researcher, you know, I was the one putting together. So at the same time that I was running the franchise, that was just a single location at the time, was my location. I was doing research for this new light and sound machine. Okay, and and then we were using something called the mind mirror which is a very now that software is still available. Now it's it's a lot nicer. At okay. the time, it was a bank of LEDs, and it would tell okay. people where they were at. We were also using something called GSR machines, which are still also available on Amazon. I always recommend if somebody wants to really do the Silva method, you should go on to Amazon and buy a GSR machine, galvanic skin response System is what GSR okay. stands for, and you put your fingers on it, and it'll, you can set it for 10 cycles and it'll go beep, 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 beep. But as soon as you get to 10 cycles, it stops. The sound okay. stops. Now you're, now you're at level. Interesting. So you get the, it's, it's called biofeedback. Now okay. you got this, it's not neurofeedback. You can do the same thing with like a Muse or something like that. But the Muse gives you a chirping sound in your ear.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I used to really like Muse, but then they changed their software. They They took Theta out of the equation because people can't get to Theta with sound alone really they found out they got a, yeah it's it's almost impossible this is a very small brainwave pattern it's between seven and four hertz frequency okay now with light we can get you there every time every person pretty wow. much can get there. then that's the difference that's what we found out with that's why silva takes you to alpha alpha is good theta is better so when yeah. you get to alpha you create uh acetylcholine we get to theta you create gaba right now in the drug world besides them trying to create as many vaccines as they can, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they're really researching GABA because GABA is the key to sleep and to a lot of other things. But our body, our brain, I should say, can release 30,000 different neurochemicals. So the world's greatest neuropharmacy is not on the corner store, it's between your ears. So we just need to activate it. And those are activated by brainwave activity. So I tell people, think of those brainwaves like wi-fi networks that are activating different things in your home but if they're not on those things are still there they're just not activated
0: so is that what you would describe as brainwave entrainment
1: yeah so we're so what we're doing okay brainwave entrainment is let's say that we wanted to entrain you to alpha like silva does i would have a series of tones and sounds and lights that would basically be your brain and your nervous system be exposed to them they would follow them so that they call it frequency following response that's the science so as it's following it the brain is actually learning and we did a study that is we're it's going to be published we're talking about it with the NIH this year and we did this in Brazil we did the test here in New Bern with 20 people then we opened it up to a thousand students in Brazil and what we did was we took music Because we know music is really good for you. You know, if you listen to relaxing music, you feel really good. We wanted to see what does the brain do after. So we had a a track that was 15 minutes and it was five minutes of nothing. So we could get a baseline on the brain, five minutes of the music, then five minutes with nothing. So we could see what happened to the brain and then five minutes with that same music. But now with my algorithm in the background and then, then they had five minutes washout. And what we found, 100% of the time, was if somebody was to li- exposed to this music, they were all they were all in a stress state. They listen to music, it goes down, they relax, just like you would think they would go into this alpha, because it was broke kind of classical music, which, which is what they studied. But then, as soon as the music was done, their brain went right back to the stress profile. When we did that same music with our algorithm, they took them took most people 72 hours to regulate back to their stress state. So that meant we entrained their brain. Yeah, music alone doesn't entrain the brain. So these are these are very specific frequencies. That's what I'm Sound ask. and vibration. Okay, and they create what's called a cortical response because the amygdala. This is the part of the brain that we get hijacked. Like when, if you've ever, you've probably never gotten upset with your husband, but if you did, And you said and you said something later, and you went, man. I'm sorry, the emotions got to me. I didn't really mean to say that. This is what I meant to say. That was your amygdala that got hijacked. Okay. Then then it doesn't matter. So next time you say, hey, I'm pleading amygdala defense. I don't have, I'm not responsible for what I say or do. Well, I hope my
0: husband's not listening in right now. (laughs) I just want to throw that one out there. Yeah.
1: So (laughs) that's what, that's what, so a lot of people, it's just like when we're talking about health, you can wait till you have a breakdown to have a breakthrough, or you can have a breakthrough so you don't have a breakdown. So when training the amygdala, that's what we're doing. We're training the body through cortical responses. It's not its not responses like our conscious mind. Even though there's light and sound, you're hearing that on a conscious level. This is really for your other than conscious because 95% of who you are is controlled by the other than conscious mind, not the conscious mind. Most people are running around trying to change that 5%, which means nothing. You, you know, there's a saying that I'm sure everybody listening knows that the road to hell is paved with great intentions, you know, with good intentions. And that's because your conscious mind intends on doing something. Right. But then stress happens, the amygdala gets hijacked, and y- your priorities change at that moment because emotion drives behavior. Absolutely. So you have to change the emotional responses. That's neuroplasticity that's 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 the energy in the brain because once the energy it's kind of like letting the horse out of the barn you know the old saying you can't you, you the horse is already out of the barn you know it's hard to get him back in or whatever so the thoughts as soon as they're out into the neurophysiology they're already out right they want to go somewhere now if we don't have anywhere to go with them that's called stimming if you're if you're autistic too much energy the brain wants to do something but the, the physiology isn't responding so you get this high activity of beta activity and there's no place for that energy to go. But if you have that master brainwave that I was talking about with Ann Lies, where you have 45% beta, 30% alpha, 20% theta in, you know, a little bit of gamma and a little bit of Delta, then now your body's regulating energy. Wow. You don't have stemming anymore. Okay. You have creative thoughts. Have stemming
0: problems. is what? Explain what's stem- energy.
1: It's it's energy without a pathway to go. So like when a kid's going like this, they're shaking okay, they have too that much makes sense. energy in the nervous system. They mm-hmm. don't, it's like, if you could direct that energy, there's no way to direct that energy. So it keeps resetting. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of like in the old days, we used to have fuses and the fuse would blow and you'd have to put a new fuse in. Now we have a flip switch. So this is like the flip switch keeps getting flipped mm-hmm. and, the, and the nervous system doesn't know what to do. And then finally, using the example of an autistic child, finally, that flip gets switched and they are now disassociated. That's why Robert Malillo, he's part of that group, the IAFNER group that gave me the Lifetime Achievement Award. He wrote a book called Disassociated Kids because people think, oh, she's in a mood or he's in a mood because he's disassociated. No, he's in high theta. Mm. So these kids are either in high theta, which they're totally mm. disassociated from reality, or they're in high beta. They're totally stemming, they don't have any alpha. And so I've Asked many people, and if somebody's out there listening that works with autistic children, and I'm wrong on this, I'd love to know about it. I'd love to see the study. But we've seen almost every case of autism, dementia, um, and or even onset of al- Alzheimer's. There's a lack of alpha activity or what we call SMR, sensory motor rhythm activity.
0: Wow, that's fascinating. Okay, so. My other thought, what's happening with kids in school that have, are being diagnosed with ADHD and it could just go in a different conversation. I don't
1: think, (laughs) I don't think anyone should be diagnosed with that until they change their diet because they're diagnosing somebody who, food is a drug. So if they're, if they haven't changed their diet, they should not be diagnosing them with anything because it's, they're diagnosing a, a symptom of biological activity, not psychological activity.
0: Yes. I love that. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. Okay. I
1: want to go into your journey
0: and really believe that you're way ahead of your time. (laughs) I mean, if I, if I look back at your history, all the Ted talks, the podcast you've been on, I've listened to, I really think that you were you, your father, your family, everybody was way ahead of time. And with the technology that you created, and then you put it out in the universe. How was it received initially?
1: Well, I tell people it's like describing atmosphere to a fish. So <laughs> if you're describing it like we are here, people know yeah. about it now because we have the neurophysiology piece and we can talk about brain waves and things. We couldn't talk about that at first. So I tell people, imagine going to the CES show and we're, our booth is there. And we have six chairs. Everybody looks like they've been assassinated because they're all passed out on the brain tap. It was (laughs) called the MC Square at the time. Behind us is the Rolling Stones playing. We're on the front cover of the CS show. Nobody knew who we were. There was a line of people. And at that time, they literally had booth bunnies, like the penthouse pets and Playboy pets. They were in the booths, walking by them to get to our booth because they were so curious. About what are these people doing? And at the CS show, you're walking. This was in Chicago when they used to do it there, right. not Vegas. And the and at the at the center, we became the darling of the show. So we got the we got the best new gadget of the year because nobody knew what it was. There was no virtual reality. There was nothing like what we had. Right. They were wearing sunglasses and they were wearing earphones like what we're wearing right now. And there were slingback chairs. There was no zero gravity chairs. So, but in The equipment really was about the same cost it is today. I mean, it it would be equivalency more back then, but we haven't changed that price very much. And we sold about a hundred thousand units at that show. So by selling them, I mean, people put in orders. Now, nobody in the company and i didn't own the company i was just their spokesman and their one of their investors and i didn't really even know how to invest i didn't have that's a whole nother story but the i wanted the technology i had no money so i helped build it so i could so i could get the equipment because i never let money stand between me and what i want and in they and in the, in so in the process of doing this so we get all these orders from these big box stores like Circuit City, Best Buy, and all these stores. I don't know if it was Best Buy. I don't even know if they were around there, but they've placed a and we sh- they've made 20,000 units. They shipped them out to these stores. I think we got two thousand or 20,000 and one back because they won't sell on the shelf. Right. Nobody knows what this is. Right. So what happened was the company itself, Light and Sound Research, they fizzled out they, and I went, that's why I started the franchise company. I went to the manufacturer and I said, look, you know, I know that li- they were called light and sound industries, light and sound research. I said, you know, me, I, I was there with you. We were over here. We were making the equipment. I said, don't throw this equipment out. I'm going to buy it. He goes, you're going to buy 20,000 pieces of equipment. I said, give me some time. I will sell it. I sold it in three years and I got all the rights to the the equipment because they went out of business and I would continue to sell it and I started the franchise mainly as listening centers so yes. imagine because people need to experience this right and now we can over the internet what's so nice is they can go on download the app for 14 days for free and if they like it they continue to do it but back then we didn't have that we didn't even have a, a voice on this on the sessions. so all this happened and now now when I go into a place like I I don't know if I said it here earlier or not but the IAFNER people didn't even let me in their events hmm. 10 years ago. Then they gave me a lifetime achievement award. <laughs> so and crazy. So, yeah. Sarah so I, I, when That's I sold amazing. the franchise company, yeah. I was trying to get in and this, one of my mentors, his name is Fab Mancini, Dr. Fab. He ran, he was the president of Parker college. It's a university for chiropractors and he was helping me. So he was trying to get me in and they said, Oh no, we can't, we can't. This is a toy. Well, then what happened was one of the grandson of one of the, the founding members of this, of Iacner had a problem with ADHD, and they read my book, Waking the Genius. And they said, and she called me up. Now, he didn't call me up. She did, the The granddaughter, and said, or her his daughter, and said, I have a son that's having problems, sounds just like you. Do you think your equipment would help? I said, yeah. I, you know, we've seen... Thousands of people, attention deficit, you know, mm-hmm. hyperactivity. These are things that we, that BrainTap really excels at. At the time, again, it was called the MC Square. In the, so I get it, I get her the equipment. Next thing I know, he's calling me and saying, thank you for helping my grandson. This is great technology. Would you mind coming and talking to all my doctors about it? It's as if he didn't even know that I tried to get into his conference. Right. <laughs> you know, so when you ask how do people respond to it, it's always, there's a saying, the first thing that when something new is created, people will vehemently deny it. They'll say it's hogwash. It's not anything. And then they'll embrace it. They'll start to use it. And then now it's a foregone conclusion. This is what you do. You know, if you're a neurophysiologist and you, if you haven't heard about brain tap, you're living in the dark. Exactly. If you have, if you aren't using recovery, when people like Tom Brady's group have, they looked me up. I didn't seek them out because he was getting help with it. And so was his, his science officer and Alex Guerrero, who's the PT. They asked me, can we represent you to the sports world? Because we want to use it as prehab, not rehab. You can use it for rehab too, but they want to do it because it's a, it has a neuroprotective quality. If you can maintenance your brain, uh, the saying that I have is, "It's better to have a breakthrough than a breakdown." Most right. people wait for a breakdown to have a breakthrough. You know, they they wait till they have the, the you know the whatever thirty five to forty years old. They get their they realize they're not immortal and there's going to be an end to their existence, and they start to realize that maybe life isn't what they were promised, and there's no Santa right. Claus, and and they start and things go sideways. It's better to start taking control of your life early. Yeah. And the Same. So in sport, the same thing is true. Why would you wait? You know you're having brain damage. Doesn't matter if if the powers that be claim it or not, if you're hitting your head every play, mm-hmm. there's something going on there. You know, your brain's like a bowl of jelly in a in a salad bowl. You right. know, it's it's bouncing around. It doesn't matter what you put on the outside of that salad bowl. That that jelly is still beating up against the side of that bowl mm-hmm. and it's it's still causing problems.
0: So so when Tom so he uses this type of technology before knowingly that he's going to have micro concussions throughout the game. How does that, I, I kind of want to dive. Well, now deep.
1: he uses it. Now he uses it just for his jet set lifestyle. Oh, <laughs> so, of course. Of course. Yeah, yes, He's got to keep up with his new, his new women. And Of course. And, I know woman, now I that just that out of the picture. Win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. He's, he's that was funny. Cause Alex asked him if he was using the brain tap. He didn't realize at first that he could use it outside of sport. That's really? how, that's how you know, our doctors, unfortunately, sometimes that we have 4,000 clinics, but they don't tell people that you can use this for other things. You know, you some yeah. people think this is like, this is like a Swiss army knife. It's not, it's not just a steak knife. You don't just have to bring it out when you're eating steak. You know, this is a, this is something you can do every day in the morning. You can reboot your brain. We call it digital coffee. Wake up the brain. You can reboot in the middle of the day. You can go to sleep. There's 2000 different sessions. So that's, what's happening now. So what we're, what we're going to be doing with, uh, there's the new group, which probably when this goes out will be there, everybody will know about it. It's called TBRX. And we're going to be working with them for dementia, Alzheimer's, and uh, TBIs and micro concussions. And they have a whole protocol. So they have a Peter Cummings, who's their medical doctor, he had a concussion and used brain tap. And then he's the one who was seeking me out because his sister in law is one of our brain tap offices. So it was kind of like, it's nice when they look you up instead of me having to to go out and try to sell them on. So I don't like to sell people. I like people to have their experience and then come back to me. Now we've been around so long. And I mean, it's very rare that I go to a show that people don't know of me and our equipment, especially in this field. Now, when you go to some events, sometimes, you know, there'll be people in the audience who don't know me. They've never heard of me because I'm not everywhere. Right.
0: I mean, well, this is huge over in Japan. I mean, I know that they, utilize these types of technologies for business so they have mm-hmm. pods set up and with the light and the sound and I thought that was really fascinating I, I was surprised that a lot
1: of businesses don't have this in the U.S. Right I just had a talk with a person who's putting in a world-class uh, building down in Florida it's going to be four years out but it's it's 60 floors and brain taps is going to be incorporated into the whole building. I and they, it. they, they sought me out too. They said, Hey, we, this is a lifestyle building. So we need to have a place where they can decompress Absolutely. and they're putting in this whole, and they want, they want my help because I used to do the franchises. They want me to help design it. Although they'll get my wife help designing it. Cause she sure. doesn't even let me pick out my own shirts. So, you know, we, we'll figure out. What, what's I going you. On. That's wonderful. Yeah. I'm super, I'm surprised too. I'm sure you've already
0: looked at this, but schools, I mean, children, in school, I think they need this. This is something yeah. that they're, they're going to need. And, it, it, and what you said, how it impacted you at early on, you know, doing meditation and and what photomodulation does. I, I absolutely am, would be a huge advocate to have this in schools.
1: Yeah. When we, there are a few schools that have it. There's a good one. There's a good video online of me I was just looking for it, but well, they can look it up. It's connected to New York Okay. Where they talk about, we actually put brain tap in there at first for special needs, mm. but now they're using it for everything. We have a school in India that they can also look up that's on our YouTube channel. It's called the Creative School, and they put a brain tap in every room. Wow. So it's kind of like an escape room that people, so if the kids get stressed out, instead of them sitting there holding on to all that stress, they can go to the back of the room. And when I go to visit, they also have a 12 station brain tapping room for their t- their soccer team. Mm-hmm. The uh, when I go there, they all know me. I mean the kids. They're about 140 to 160 kids at the school at any one time. Wow. And it's a it's a it's a K through twelve school and it it's learn at your own pace. Mm-hmm. And they're putting out scholars like crazy. And it's right outside of Bangalore, India. That's
0: amazing. That's wonderful. Yeah. I a clinic that I I go to, he talks, the doctor there talks about how he uses brain tap. Frequently throughout the day, when he has like his 10 to 15 minute break, he goes and he sets himself up. It re-energizes his brain. It helps him because he's seeing patients all day long. He's like, it's honestly instrumental in what I do every day. Mm -hmm. So I, this is awesome. Well, I want to, I want to talk about meditation practices because I think it's really fascinating. I looked at statistics and as people know, when they listen to my podcast, I do a lot of uh, research and, and share data that I I, I learn. And according to the www.goodbody.com up to 6% of the global population meditate guided meditations are the most sought after the meditation and mindfulness industry in the U S alone is estimated to, to be worth now 1.2 billion dollars. I was shocked with that. The flip side is that many still struggle with regular meditation practices and sometimes about 25% experience unpleasant psychological experiences, such as anxiety and oftentimes to, to just give up. What? Why do you think this is happening? What's, what's the struggle?
1: Well, n- number one, they don't do it correctly because think of your, there's a saying in the Bible that says you can't put new wine in old wineskins. <laughs> okay. And so what that okay. means is, You can't put new thoughts into old belief systems. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So you're sitting there meditating with your old thoughts. You need an upgrade. Yeah. That's why you need guided imagery and you need the right guided. Now we don't tell people what to think. We teach people how to think. Okay. In in my book, discover the language of the mind. I talk about questions. So I'll give you an example. A lot of people are really up on affirmations and I'm not against affirmations. I just don't think they're the most powerful way to communicate with your brain. If I say to you, and we'll just use one that a lot of people use because of manifesting, they say, I'm rich. Well, let's say that you've got a stack of bills sitting in front of you. And you're saying, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. And you're really getting into it. But then you look at the bills, and go, oh, shit, I don't have any money. You know, yeah. that emotion is going to drive the creation. Right. Not the statement. Mm-hmm. But, but if I said, what would life be like if you were rich? What would you be doing? Who would you be seeing? What kind of car would you be driving how would you know it you ask the right questions of the subconscious and it delivers your job is it's just like prayer your job isn't to figure out how to do it your job is to make the request mm-hmm. but our brain works best with questions so in that yes. state because our subconscious or that part of our brain that controls everything is no more educated than a fourth grader and if you've ever had an argument with a fourth grader you know you're never going to win So you you're not going to win. So you but but you can engage that just like I teach people if you want some a kid to do something, let's say you want them to make the bed and they're not making, you say, you know what, you can make the bed and we can have a great day together, we can go do this or that, or you can not make the bed and we can fight and argue and have you know a lot of stress around here. Which one do you want?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So you the the brain wants to know what's the outcome. Yes you know, they're not making the bed because they're not because they're lazy. They just don't want to do it. You know, you think why it's just going to get messed up tonight. It's kind of like schoolwork. At some point, somebody's going to say, why am I learning this calculus? Mm -hmm. Am I really going to go into, you know, physics or whatever, you know? And so the brain goes, shuts off. So I don't want to do that anymore.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, it's so interesting with, I'm just going to share a little bit with the clients that I work with. A lot of them come to me because they have health anxiety because of, of my history. And so there's a a relatability factor, but a lot of them are like, I just want to feel at peace with myself. And, you know, doing these affirmations, I'm like, because they'd go to another program or whatever, like, well, it's just, I feel at peace. And I'm like, okay, well, what the hell does that even mean? What does feeling at peace mean? How do you bring calm into your life? What does calm feel like to you? So I think as, and we're going to talk about your brain app library, which is, I think, is phenomenal. So I think the the idea and this whole science behind affirmations. I think we need more people like you talking about that. Because mm. when I was getting that shoved down my throat, I did not believe anything that I was telling myself on any level. And I think you're right. You have to ask those questions and it has to be more finite. And then what do you need? It's like, I need, or I want a million dollars. Well, but I need to be financially stable right now. Well, what do you need to do about that? Right. So I love what you just said, because I think that's in, really in, important. In my
1: books, two of my books, one's for therapists, the one Discover language, the minds for therapists, but the awaken the genius I have what I, what I call impact words, these are what you need to learn. These impact words, there's words that impact you that, it, that are different than impact me, but you can find them out. As an example, if you want to do something, there's something that motivates you. So if I asked you the question, what has to be present for you in a job for you to really enjoy it? If I was going to ask you to do a task or work for me, what would have to be present in that experience for you to say, wow, wow, Dr. Porter, I really want to do that job. Are you asking yeah, me that? Yeah. yeah <laughs> well, I
0: I think the outcome is kind of the big, do I want to do I want to do it because it's enjoyable? Like, yeah. is there going to be some sort of, you know, thing that comes out of it that's going to benefit me? Right. <laughs> right? right.
1: So, you, so you're saying if I had a job for you that was enjoyable, yeah. yes. it had a benefit for you. Yes. That allowed you the freedom to be yourself. Would you be interested? A thousand percent, right? Because those are your words, right? So Mm -hmm. if I was to motivate you with an affirmation, I'd say, wow, the journey to financial freedom is enjoyable. There's an outcome in it. When I say no to this thing, because I'm investing over here for that thing, you know, you, you start to think about these words, you just plug them in and I have a whole series. So that's how you do it. So when you find out what your mobilization is now during this election time, you're going to hear politicians use them all the time. Oh, okay. they're, they're oh in, yeah. In language, they're called nominalizations. So, what they did is they took a verb and made it a noun, like free flexibility. Yes. You know, things like that. So, the next thing is, what's your relationship with yourself and your future? Because a lot of people get to where they are going, but they have what they call imposter syndrome. Yes. They get there and they don't know who they are anymore. Right. They sold their soul on the way to, you know, whatever it was because. Yeah. They never knew this was what it was gonna be like. So if you think about in your relationship, there's certain things, not not the individual, but what qualities does an individual need for you to wanna work with them or be with them? So, and I could ask you, you could write those down. If you were a client of mine, I would would be asking you those questions. And the way I usually frame it is I'll say, you know what, I'm gonna ask you some questions. They're gonna have nothing at all to do with our therapy, but they're gonna tell me how your brain operates. And they're four easy questions. What do you want in a job to make it successful? And just write down the bullet points. What do you want in a relationship? Just write down the bullet points. What has to be in a hobby for you to enjoy it? Not the hobby, but what do you get out of it? Like, what do you do? And then number four is how do you know you've done a good job? Most people don't know when they've done a good job. For instance, Mm -hmm. if I, if you were to clean the garage and you were to do a great job, do you know it's a great job? Or does somebody have to come out and say, wow, this is a great looking garage, you know, and right. Go, oh, thank you. You know, the, the internally motivated people are going to be the most successful. Yes. So my job was always to take clients that weren't internally motivated and teach them to be internally motivated because there's no cheering squad waiting for you. When you wake up in the morning, there's nobody right. at the end of the day that says, Hey, Julie, you did a great job. Hey, right. let's celebrate you. You know, no, you got to do that for yourself. You know, absolutely. Every once in a while you get it out of a way, but most of the time, you don't, They they got their own stuff going on right your life if i can if i could convince you that you are your hobby we spend all of our extra time and money on our hobbies Mm -hmm. we're we're really trying to find ourselves through our hobbies that's true why don't we find ourselves then our hobbies will evolve you know Mm. then our then our life mission becomes our hobby and it's all based on language words drive the world that's why they call them spells right and when you have these language patterns or these affirmations you know you're affirming these things but the problem is that the emotion isn't driving that behavior yes. and then number 2 you have to always state anything in the anything relational like your relationship with money or your relationships just in general with people right. your significant other all of those there's certain expectations you have now what you'll find with these words if you do these exercises anybody listening you're going to find that you could then take these words and put them on a list and rank them as your values. And so now you have your value system. And what I did in my franchise was I taught therapists a system. I could get somebody's values in less than three minutes without them telling me their values. Because as soon as I ask you to tell me your values, you're going to tell me what you think I want to hear about your values. Right. You know, you're going to say, oh, Uh, This is what he wants to hear. He's a fiscal conservative or whatever. He's going to do that, you know, and you're going to tell him these things. But if I, and there's a saying, nobody argues with their own information. So I'm going to, you're going to disclose to me your most intimate information in these nominalizations, because every time I say those words. Like, if we're having an enjoyable time here having a conversation and you're going to get something out of it, if I kept saying those kind of words to you, you'd keep going, wow, that guy's pretty cool. He he knows me. He he gets right. me. And all right. I have to do is just drop those words in. That's what politicians do. So yes. I said, these people are manipulating us. And if you don't know that they are, you think they're really smart. Right. These are, these are rented idiots. That you know, they they every four <laughs> years they get replaced or they become lifetime idiots. in and, yes. and, and they're not working for us anymore. But people think, oh my God, they said they're going to they're going to pay our student loans off. Oh my God, no, there's nothing free. You know, you you got to step back and go. Somebody's paying for those student loans, mm-hmm. and it's and it's not who you think. Yeah, it's the taxpayers. And so, you know, all these things, and I'm not against, I mean, if they want to give things away for free, I'm just saying that when you start to, when I listen to a politician, yeah. I'm listening for those buzzwords, and then I'll listen again, are they still using those words in the next one, or did their, did their speechwriter, that's why people like Obama can only talk with a teleprompter.
0: Mm-hmm. I didn't no say it, you said
1: it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. He has a teleprompter. He's the most elegant, wonderful right. speech guy, you know, yes. yeah. but you get him to talk off the cuff
0: but but you have this knowledge 99.9% of the us world does not which i think is fascinating you really opened my mind up on that one right i'm Most going to be think, oh no that's
1: not it the the government's only out for our good no, no. the government's out for its own good they've got mm-hmm. bills to pay and they got people paying them to make sure that they you know whatever they're getting free bird bird feeders and things you know, whatever, you know, they're it's yeah. the most crazy thing. I mean, it used to be called a bribe. Now it's called, you know, whatever they do in Washington. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. We could go, we could go on it. We just yeah. need to do another interview. We can yeah. talk about <laughs> that on
0: another. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I think the wording is so powerful and everything that you just said. Okay. Let's go into the brain wave trainment, And then I want to talk more specifically about the The product, the technology, because mm-hmm. I, okay. I think it's super amazing and super fascinating. So talk about photomodulation right. with, let's talk about photomodulation, yeah. so,
1: which, oh, show show us. Yeah, Sh- I'll show you here. When I turn this on, this is the headset, if you're watching the video, and there's lights in the ears. So a lot of people go, what's the lights in the ears for? And there's, there's going to be flashing lights in the visor that you really can't see on here. But it's, there's five different features to that. So the light is actually being absorbed by the hemoglobin in the blood, and that's circulating through the body. They call that photobiomodulation. So that's happening as a byproduct. But each of these are, even though this looks to be solid, it's not solid. It changes every two minutes to a different Noger frequency. Dr. Nogier, he's responsible for creating something they call auricular therapy. Auricular therapy is you could take the, and if you look it up, there's a, they'll show you a picture of an ear and they can put different needles or points in the ear and it reflects, it's like reflexology. And what he did is he found out there are seven tones to the body. And if the body doesn't, your body is vibrating with energy and tones, it's light, sound, of vibration. That's what keeps it in its place. Mm-hmm. So you have a frequency mm-hmm. and, and th- are these tones are part of it. And if, these, if any one of these tones are off, it's almost like listening to an orchestra and you, the string section is sour or whatever. We, but if all seven are in tune, we have this perfect frequency, this harmony in our system. And harmony is the most powerful state of, in, in the universe. So we want to be vibrating and then with this energy and vibrating in harmony. And, but if one of these are out of harmony, it will show up in the body somewhere. So he's identified these. And we, what we did is we broadcast that frequency in light, 470 nanometer and 650 nanometer light. So there, that light is not only got the light frequencies, but it also is a beat. It, we can't read it, but guess what? Our body can. There's a there's a movie called Rain Man, where mm-hmm. Dustin Hoffman they do, they drop the toothpicks on the ground. He says a thousand two hundred and thirty six or whatever. Well, every person on earth can do that, That's but it. our brain is really good at screening it out. It's not. We're doing that all the time. Like The reason that screens, besides the poor lighting on a screen that we're looking at, our brain is trying to figure out which color each pixel is going to change to all the time. That's why we get stressed out when we look at an LED screen. Not just that we're looking at a screen. If we looked at an analog screen like the old CRT screens, our brain doesn't get as stressed out as it does looking at a million pixels because our brain's trying to predict Is that going to be red, green, or blue? Is that going to be red, green, or blue? What's the mixture? Is that going to be black? Is that going to be white? It's always trying to predict the future. And so that's the stress that's happening. So what we're doing is we're going to use that same thing, but we're going to use it through the eyes. The eyes are closed, but we're working with optic nerve, number two, or cranial nerve two. And so that flashing, this is a primitive reflex we have. So in the morning, when we used to get up in our caves and it was time to get up, we'd see the flash of light through the cave door. Right. That would activate our brain, wake us up. What we started to see within the the flickering of a candle, a lot of people will meditate to candles, right? And they don't realize what they're doing is like, that's a primitive brain tap machine because that candle is flickering at 10 Hertz frequency. All fires burn at 10 Hertz frequency. So when somebody says that fire is mesmerizing or I'm hypnotized by that fire, or you're in a romantic Get away, and you have a fire going and you start to get a little frisky that's because your body is creating acetylcholine that's the feel good fall in love hormone in, oh. in neurotransmitters so as the these hormones follow the transmitters so what happens is you're basically in the soup you're you're now in the experience now the problem with a candle or a fire it doesn't change frequency but leds do Yes. So we could we could look at what an LED does and we could change the frequency and modulate that frequency so the brain follows it. That's where the frequency following response comes from. That's where brain we re- So light does that. Now the reason we use light and not just sound is that when you close your eyes to meditate this goes back to why people have psychological issues when they meditate on their own. 30% of your brain goes to sleep when you close your eyes. It shuts down. Okay. That might be the 30% you need to work on. You know, because that's your executive function. Oh, your executive function shuts down. So if you really want to train the brain, you've got to be awake. That's why people, that's why Silva says, sit in a straight back chair. Don't lay down. Roll your eyes up to 10 degrees. And there's a lot of reasons for all these things, but it's to really stay awake. We've got to, and that's why yoga was invented. Yeah. It was to keep you awake for meditation because the body was so didn't have energy. Mm. So you could do all these yoga poses and if somebody's out there doing yoga and they get up at the end of yoga class and they get the clothes on without doing the most important yoga t- the most important one is the is the what do they call the corpse pose you know when you're at the very end when you're laying there yoga you know that's the most important so yeah. when i when go to india they actually their medical doctors prescribe yogic postures for health and they always say that the most important part of this program is at the very end, 10 minutes of just laying there. And, you know, whether it be a guided yoga nidra session or just listening to music, that's when you get all the neuroplasticity. But a lot of people in America, they just jump up with their yoga mat and go, okay, I'm physically fit. That's not yeah. the purpose. The whole purpose of yoga now of course, then they they made it so. Hey, the royals can still have sex when they're older. But that's that's just a byproduct as well. The reality was it was for meditation. That just as as long as your body is young, you're going to be able to perform and do all those things you like to do. So there, that that's part of it.
0: So let me ask you. So basically, it's shooting red and blue light through the the ear, right? It's yes. going in, and then then you have a flashing going on so your eye, it can go through the eyelid. You're yes. saying it can't it's, it's okay. really, it's
1: not really meant for the eyes. Although autistic kids will keep their eyes open. It won't hurt you. It's, okay. it's so low level light 470 nanometer light doesn't even penetrate the lids, okay. but there's something called photobiomodulation. So the, our cells work very different than people. So people get things and they hoard it. They get storage units and they store it and they, they just keep hoarding and hoarding and hoarding. Mm-hmm. The way photobiomodulation works is the cell fills up with energy. So let's say that that cell isn't full of energy. It's going to absorb that light energy through, through something called chromoforms. Those okay. are on every cell. So the cell builds up, it fills with energy. As soon as it has enough energy, it then shares that energy with the cell next to it. Hmm. And it continues that process until all the energy is disputed, distributed. So in our brain, we need energy to meditate. Yeah. So the best way to get energy into the brain is the way that God designed it through our eyes. So those people with blue eyes bring in more light because those eyes were for northern hemispheres or upper Montana, you know, where you're you're not gonna get as much, (laughs) sunlight. you're gonna have more winter and things like that. And brown eyed people are for the equator, right? Because they have a lot of light and they don't need as much light in the brain. Now we need more light in our brain because we live inside. We're not getting outside enough. We're not getting enough light. There's actually, I have, when I do my emails every morning, I have a little tablet that looks like a tablet, but it's actually John Ott light generator. It's a new one that that I helped to, I'm going to be bringing it out to the world. And it gives you all the vitamin D and, and wakes up the brain because it gives you full spectrum light for 20 minutes. Now I've got all the light my body needs through wow. this. So you, you have to find all these ways to hack because we're not getting it. Exactly. Um, not getting it in the, in the world. So light is very important. That's one of the main things that separates us from anyone else on the planet and they're, they've been researched by third-party researchers and validated by publication. So we have all these different things to do it. Now, along with the light, we have sound. We have four different sounds going on. That's what I want to go music. into. So we have binaural beats, isochronic tones, sophigial frequencies, and nausea frequencies. These are four different sound frequencies that trigger a cortical response in the brain, which means... Not the not the way we hear. Although you can hear them at times when the when the volume goes down, you might hear a thump 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 thump. But that's only one of the sounds. There's different sounds and varying where we can place that frequency in the brain. Because when you're wearing earphones, we can actually create what's called 360 degree sound. It's not yes. true, but we're faking we're faking out the brain. That's like we're doing right now wearing the earphones. So then those match, and then we also have music, ten cycle music. This music is very important. We talked about that earlier, and then we also have words. Now we have over 600 sessions that are no words at all. They're different brain frequencies. So we have. I'm going to go through the brain frequencies really quick, so the listeners understand. And when we think about brain frequencies, we're talking about frequencies that have been around forever. Um, if we, if you and I were on your spaceship and we were moving toward Earth, and we were to take a, a frequency reading of the planet. There would be a lot of frequencies, but the main frequencies at the at the Earth level where we're at is 0.5 to 100, mm. meaning that we have an evoked potential. We walk through the forest; it's 10 hertz. We sit near the ocean; it's 10 hertz. We go to the mountain tops; it's 7.8 hertz. We get into a volcano; it's 100 hertz. And that's why, uh, if you in tsunamis, could be 80 to 90 hertz. That's why there were no no animals killed in the tsunami; they weren't there. They could okay. feel the energy and they left Yeah, are running out after the waves because we're so disconnected from the earth. That's called grounding. So we're designed to be on the planet, part of the planet and part of the energy system of the planet. And so what we did is we, we said, these are the earth frequencies that we need. So we're going to feed those in. Now we do that through the brain because as the brain goes, the body follows. So you got the brain, you got the spine. The spine is the keyboard of the brain. of your nervous system is in your brain, not in your body. So when a chiropractor, which I love chiropractors, and and we work a lot with them, they're adjusting the body. We've proven with their own science that they're adjusting the brain. They think Mm -hmm. they're adjusting the spine, but really they're adjusting the brain because everything is about the brain. The, The bones don't move without the brain. The blood doesn't flow without the brain. So, you know, there all of these things. That's why if you get a bullet to the brain, you're not functioning. Very right, long, right. Right. So you can get a bullet to almost any other part of the body and you can at least survive for a little bit, you know. So as we think about these these different things. So what we did is we through our research, we started off with just light and sound over the years. We keep adding and adding and adding these. In 2013, we added the ear lights because we had our doctors were using lasers in hitting these auricular points. And I said, well, I think we could do that with our earphones, they're just laying there. Why don't we add it in and see what happens? So we did a study with some autistic children in California with Dr. Jokurita Handy. And we showed that when we added the ear lights, we could, we could brought, at that time, we only used one of the nausea frequencies. It was the one to shut off sympathetic drive, which is what's happening to these kids. And they were passing out. We just put the headsets on and boom, they were, they were passing out. So now we said, well, why don't we just do it for everyone? So now, that's on it that's part of every session is these seven different frequencies just because we want to tune the body so it's in every every cell of your body has a mirror neuron in it or if you will you don't just have mirror neurons in the brain your whole body is going out into your creation of reality here and it's saying wow how's this light affecting me and the cells are changing how's this water i'm drinking it's changing me how's this conversation i'm having Everything changes you. In fact, they now know. Back in two thousand and three, when they did, they mapped the human genome, and everybody was celebrating. But then, then they said, "Well, we map one percent of it. Ninety nine percent of you are you're all junk," Mm -hmm. and that wasn't true. Now they know. In twenty eighteen, they found out because we have equipment that's sophisticated enough that that ninety nine percent changes every forty seconds. So these, every 40 seconds, you're, cha- you're a different person. You're either showing up as your best self or you're showing up as a limited self, you know? So what we want to do is we want to, we want to encourage the body to perform at its highest level by eating properly, moving and, and breathing and all those kind of things.
0: Wow. Okay. My other question is then you have all of these visualizations on your, your brain app. So yeah. how do you then determine the sounds? Cause the light's pretty much consistent, right?
1: It's every consistent. session is different. Every, oh, every session, session is, is,
0: different. is different. Okay. Yeah. How did you determine that if you have 1,800 different varieties of, on your app? So how, how did you pair all of that?
1: Each series is a training.
0: Is a so training. Okay.
1: It's a training. So we're training the brain. Remember, it's entrainment. So if you wanted to do the pain series, for instance, we talked about that a little earlier. We have 13 sessions. Okay. By the time you get to number 13, you're getting to theta in less than two minutes because wow. we're training the brain to do it quickly. The so you're not, get you,
0: it's a process. You have to start at one to get to 13.
1: You don't have to, but it's best. Okay. Um, and if somebody has a reaction, that's why our demo that we have in the 14 day trial, I have a session called the 21 day quick start where I picked out the session. So once you go through the training once, you can skip around all you want. Okay. But we, we want you to really start off tr- now, some people who are meditators or some people just naturally go to those places, like creative people or people who are into healing, you know, like, especially doing like Reiki and things mm-hmm. like that. They, they actually learn to adjust their brainwaves already. They just don't know it. You know, they're, they're already going into these deeper states. And we see a lot of gamma with these kind of people, healers and creative people. And they're, they're already getting outside of the ordinary states of consciousness,
0: so with the with the meditations and the the visual how, is it customizable so if a doctor or a clinician i know i had this question come up with a clinician can this person customize it for the patient is there they customizable can, they, settings
1: they, there's no customizable settings right now okay okay uh, they can they can have them go through one of our protocols that we okay. have or they can create their own protocol we have all the different sessions that they can do but they're already encoded okay. what we are working on right now for the app and there's no timeline for it but it's something that i we're working on is creating a like a mixing board in the app where you let's say you want to do your own affirmations after you've learned mm-hmm. how to write them correctly and you go through the series i'm going to, the app actually is going to have you go through those questions and it's going to auto populate Okay. Those your your keywords into those affirmations. So Perfect. if you don't have your own, you'll be able to read ones that we created for you, or you might want to read one of my scripts. Those are going to be available on the app. Okay, so wonderful. You in your own voice. There's a book I wrote called uh, "The Power of Your Voice." which is available on Amazon for $200 for some strange reason. We stopped producing it years ago, but okay. the um, somebody's copying it and selling it. I, hopefully you're making a lot of money off it, but it talks about cassettes and things like that. It's a really old one, but I believe your voice is super powerful. If mm-hmm. we can change your internal dialogue so it's more loving, more compassionate, you know, basically you become the person you want to be with, you know, instead of denying your self-talk. Well, it's
0: fascinating because I've had, you know, I've done some coaching work for health trauma, and I know I've had requests for people for affirmations, visualizations, their own personalized visualization. And it's interesting. I get a mix of, well, I want you to record it because they want to hear somebody else's voice. For me personally, I have to hear my own voice. So you're saying there's an opportunity within the app to be able to do, to be able to hear myself, because I feel as if, the way I talk and my, you're okay, Julie, that is how I'm thinking on the inside. And that's how I want to hear you have the opportunity to customize and create that.
1: Yeah. Most people, most people don't realize they're doing that all the time. Anyway, my voice to you is not my voice it's your version of my voice
0: right you know so, that's that's a cool way of thinking that's what it.
1: that's what happens in relationships you know if you had positive relationships then they're filtered through these positive voices and but sure. if you had a negative relationship now it gets filtered through that and when they say those key words or that that key look or whatever i tell people it's the remote control you know you you've given away the 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 power buttons right mm-hmm. They those emotions,
0: those darn emotions in those mm-hmm. conversations, right. especially if you're pissed off at your husband and he right. says something, just tiny little thing, you're like, you're on it, right? right? That key right. word. So that's interesting. Well, thank you for clarifying that. One other question in regards to the headset. I know a lot of people in the in the biohacking world, they're concerned about EMF output. Does the head, especially with you know, red, red light, blue light, is there any EMF emission? That's to no, think there's about a video.
1: I did on my channel too, where I show it. Now we have zero emissions. In fact, Dan DeBond, who wrote the book radiation nation. Okay. I'm on his board. So he says the first line of defense for EMF poisoning is brain tap. And there's another website called Dr. EMF. And he's, he's, he basically everybody he talks to and he sh- we show, we validate it with science. So we show the EMF meter. Now you have to do it outside. If you're doing a lot of people don't realize they're in a room. Like a lot of people go, oh, why do you have Bluetooth on it? I go, well, Bluetooth is twenty percent less than Wi-Fi.
0: Mm, Okay, interesting. On your
1: phone, even in my property that I just got, the eighty-eight acres, I was just out there with. I have some people staying out there, and we. I said, I was trying to get them on the Wi-Fi, and I noticed we have eleven Wi-Fis, and I'm in eighty-eight acres. I can't even see my neighbors. Yeah, their Wi-Fi is broadcasting that far. It's crazy. And so it's crazy. Yes, that is. That's all being mixed in, especially like, the, yeah. like where I live. My, my home is in in River Bend, North Carolina. I mean, there could be 30 Wi-Fi networks coming it's, into my home. It's and terrifying. I, I, I have a everybody's on an acre. So mm-hmm. it's not like we're really close together. I people live in apartment complexes. I everybody has their own router. Mm-hmm. You're not yeah. gonna so th- what I recommend people do if they're really scared of that is go to earthing.com, get a discount by using BrainTap. And get yourself a grounding mat. Yes. And take it it everywhere. Where I'm standing right now, I have a grounding mat.
0: I have one too. I I swear by it. I sleep on one. I work on one. I used to have grounding shoes. I absolutely swear by it. So I'm glad you just mentioned that. Thank you so much. I do want to go into the topic of a person that is maybe a skeptic. Like, well, I want to try this. I want to try this. Mm -hmm. How will they know if it's making an impact?
1: Most people will know right away. I mean, oh, there'll they okay. be a physiological response. That's why the one study we did for NIH, where we showed a 39.8% reduction in stress, mm-hmm. 90% of all people will have a physiological effect. They will feel it, even with the app alone. Okay. And if they have a if a, a smartwatch or a way to measure their sleep, yes. they'll also see a significant improvement in their deep sleep that night, cool. whether they did the session in the morning, in the afternoon, or the evening.
0: Is there, do you have a recommendation how, how often and when do you wake up and put the headset on and and do it immediately? Okay.
1: You can, you can do it. I I don't do it that way anymore because I have a whole two hours thing that I do in the morning, you know, it's not my makeup or my hair. So, you okay. know, it's it's, it's, it's other things. that I <laughs> I love <laughs> they, it. I want to
0: know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. So yeah, I've had people actually I had my, I'm, I'm in the middle of doing a uh, documentary called uh, war on the brain and they came and shot my morning ritual. So it's going to be in the documentary. And oh, I can't wait to basically see. It in, in, involves my infrared sauna. I just got a, I'm just ordered a uh, cold plunge. Good for you. We'll put that in the the equation, you know, at least three times a week, maybe more. But I have an infrared sauna. Then I do a, I have an in harmony, a sound cushion, which vibrates gamma while I'm doing my meditation. And I use the brain cap at the same time because we're partners with them. So I use that. And I usually do a gamma session in the morning with my meditation. And I still practice TM. So I'm doing my TM meditation usually for 30 minutes. Then I go over to my MagnaWave PMF, device and I do my 10 minute integration. That's when you lay on the floor and you do the Mm -hmm. corpse pose, but I'm not just laying there. I have my, I have the PMF on. You are doing that. Okay.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. At
1: the same time. Then I have resistance bands that I wear that are for blood flow restriction. Mm -hmm. And I do my workout. I used to go to the gym, but after COVID, I just been doing it at home. Mm -hmm. I have some barbells and I just act like I'm lifting weights and (laughs) build my muscle. And and, uh, then I have a 10 minute mini tramp. And while I'm doing that, I'm usually watching some kind of consciousness raising like from Gaia. I love Gaia TV in the morning. Yeah. So many things you can watch. And that's how I, and that's how I get my kind of needs met and then at, at night I by my chair if you were here I have a grounding zero gravity chair that Clint Oprah used to sell. I have two of those okay. so I'm sitting in my grounded chair if I and usually we watch a comedy or two at night. Good. You know, because I don't watch the news get my news from my wife. She usually keeps me up to date on all that I don't have uh. to watch it myself. I tell her to stop watching it but she she can't help herself. Yes <laughs> the, uh, yes yeah. but anyway I have a light helmet that I wear and a a light pad that I wear across my abdomen yeah and I do that every night and I have a a high-powered laser that we put on different regular points and my my, so I do something in the morning do something at night and during the day I do my brain tap and now we have a red bed it's a Trifecta bed. Mm-hmm. They, they want to. They can go to my channel and see it. It's a really super. I mean, I used to have an older one, but yeah. we just upgraded in the office, and it's tremendous. And I do my my two o'clock session in that bed when I'm at the so office. I mean, and
0: you're like the truest form of a biohacker, minus right. the fact that you're just starting to get into cold plunge. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. amazing. Do you have a sauna? Do you do sweat? Yeah. Okay. That's what gotcha. I do every
1: morning. I have one. I have a pop up sauna at home. I have a you headlight do. sauna down at the office. Uh, if somebody has a traumatic brain injury, we don't have, uh, brain injury, don't have them go into the sunlight sauna. It's a wood sauna, you know. Yeah. We have two, yeah. of, those. We have two have of, those of those in the clinic. So. Yeah. But yeah, I love that. I do that. I, I, do I try I do that every day when I'm home. It's awesome. The office or I do it here. Yeah. Good for I, you. You're going to,
0: you're going to, li- you're going li- to be the oldest living person alive
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <laughs> with the I- most
0: intact brain.
1: Yeah. When I, <laughs> when I do the, when I do the, the timing on the neuro check, which tells you your age, I'm usually 31. So what? Yeah. My biological age. So
0: the, the, I've it, still yet to do that, which I'm, I totally want to do that. I'm, I'm kind of yeah. terrified of it as well.
1: No, I have a lot I have, a lot, I have a lot of there, work to you're do. You're active. You're, as long <laughs> as you're active and positive and smiling, we usually find the, they test well. It's those negative Nellies that, that yeah. negative thinking has the biggest impact on heart rate variability that I've ever it's, seen
0: you see people age so quickly with their mind. I mean, I've, I've watched, you know, elderly people that have gotten sick or whatnot. It's like they aged within two years. If they, they can't do something with their knee or they're in pain. I mean, it's that thinking piece just plays such a role in the aging process. So yeah. Interesting. But I do have a question, another question for you. So you, you you developed an HR diagnostic system which I know this clinic's really fascinated in learning more about can you share a little bit of a, a little bit about your HR system do you use it is that something you use yes. in practice okay
1: yeah we have, do you we see call it the neuro check yeah we call it the neurocheck in okay we're going to be putting more and more things out about it there's a video where you can look at it online okay where I'm doing a pre and post scan of flying on an airplane. Where I show that flying across the country, how it affects your nervous system. Yeah. It took me from a hundred percent down to 13% neurological function. Yes. I didn't didn't feel bad at all. I thought it was just normal, but what happened was it really crushed. I tell people, uh, it's like Mike Tyson says, everybody has a plan until they get hit. Yes. Flying in an airplane, you get hit. It's unreal. once Once you get hit then you've got to have a way to rebound because we're all going to get hit with stress. We're all going to get hit with problems. How do you rebound from them? How do you get your nervous system back online? How do you get back to health instead of focusing on the problem?
0: Yes. I love what you said in your TED talk where I'll quote you. Many of us get into a survivor brain even before breakfast due to technology and the daily stressors of life versus living in a thriver brain. What is one suggestion to get from a survivor brain into more of a thriver brain, which I think is wonderful. Look at your
1: breath. I think something you can do right now, even without the brain tap, all negative emotional states have one thing in common, lack of breathing. Lack of breathing. So if you can breathe through any situation, that's going to get you into a thriving state. When you hold your breath, like think of anger, fear, anxiety, depression, Look at even the physiological effect. If I was to ask you, Julie, to, they, I, I need somebody to play a role in a play. They need to be able to be depressed. What okay. would you need to do to convince me that you could act act like somebody who's depressed?
0: I'd have to really get into that thought process of
1: right. just. You'd have to get into it. You'd have to physiologically roll your shoulders yeah. forward, droop your head. Now you've just compressed your lungs. Mm-hmm. You have no breath.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, if I was to say you just won the lottery, how would you be breathing? You know, and you somebody's handing you a million dollar check, you know, you're you're gonna throw your shoulders back, you're gonna breathe. You know, those flow states also have something in common. You're breathing. Yeah. You know, all all physiological states of ecstasy and joy and happiness. There you have some connection to breath, or you have a connection with somebody else's breath. You know, all these things are happening and breath is the key. Yes. So that's why we have the we we partnered with the breath people on our app. And we we have a somebody could take a master class just by doing it with brain tap because now you're getting your physiology in the right state. You're now practicing breathing. And I'm not an expert at breath, but I, I know enough for myself. And so I teach people the three breaths, like a client, I would say, in the morning before you get out of bed. Yep. Start practicing rapid breathing. It's it's called breath of fire. You can learn about that online. Mm-hmm. And then in the afternoon, I say, if it's good enough for the Navy SEALs, it's good enough for you. You know, you're we're all fighting our own battles. They do box breathing. Okay. So the five count box breath. Yep. Yeah. And you do that in the middle of the day. And then at night, you do the four, eight breath to go to sleep which oh, which wow. trains the nervous system so when you breathe in you're triggering the sympathetic system when you breathe out you're training the parasympathetic system right and the problem is like i said in my ted talk people get locked in that neurophysiology and when you're breathing you unlock that yes. now in, in when you're and if you can focus on just i i use the affirmation in our our recording so hum just because those two words are the sounds babies make When they're first born and they're breathing, and by the way, when you connect that breath, it makes the sound of om. Oh, interesting! And and every baby makes it. Every that's the sounds our lungs make naturally. Wow! There's a lot of ancient traditions that I've researched over the years and tried. I don't actually now I can talk about it. Before, you know, people would think, "Oh no, it's got to be this or that." But the reality is that there's no ancient tradition that says I kept the wisdom of the tribe with the youngsters. You mm-hmm. always keep it with the elders. So mm-hmm. they must've been doing something right with their brains. Yes. Something that we're not doing because what we do is there, there was, there were a few people when I was growing up that would go, would become senile when they got older, but it was very rare. Right. You know, it's unreal
0: now. It's on uh, Alzheimer's. 30 just, year
1: olds are getting this. It, it, I,
0: I Again, I mean, I could go into another conversation about that. I have my theories on that one, but I won't keep you, but I do want to ask you just my last few questions. What are you looking forward to with BrainTap, and what's what excites you about the future of it?
1: Well, the the biggest excitement I have is three things. Okay. Number one, we have a partnership with a group called Awakened, which is they have sixty thousand salespeople in the growing, and they're going to launch in Hong Kong this year. And to get a billion brains, you need to you need at least a couple hundred thousand people out there. Yes. Because like I said, this is like describing atmosphere of fish. These The Awaken group can actually have these home parties or they can refer a friend and then they can do it. Now our, our clinics are already doing that, right? The clinical people. So it's a little bit different. And then number two, really getting involved with TB12 and TBRX mm-hmm. and doing things with the professional sports. If I could just do that and make my living, I would love to just go and see sports events and, you know, be around sport and, and do those yeah. kind of things. That, that'd that be because I take I get your kids, yeah. take your
0: grandkids there. That'd be yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's a, that's a dream, dream life yeah. for
1: my husband. We, we, we have uh, <laughs> one of my, one of my newest partners that I've been working with. His name is dad Metcalf and he has a device called the 60 up. And he's getting people out of wheelchairs and we're combining it with brain tap for dementia and Alzheimer's. And that, that'll that be the movement part. And it's it's a phenomenal piece of equipment. You'll see it on our, if you follow us on social media, you'll see we're going to start launching that. And I think that that combined with uh, the clout and the and the impressions that TB12 can make and, and Tom Brady and, and his team and working with his PTs. And then number three is we have another group that's going to be launching in India. I go to India all the time so we're looking at right now we make our equipment in China and we're looking at building it in India uh, because there's the that's the most populated country in the world they have a million six and some people go, well there's nobody there has any money the reality is that they their middle class is bigger than the United States mm-hmm. population wise mm-hmm. and their upper class millionaires are more than the United States so. Even though there's there might be a million people that can't afford it, there's six hundred thousand people, twice the size of the United States, that this is nothing to them. So in between there, we're gonna we're gonna really launch it. In the the nice thing is the one group in India, they own the cricket league. So when I told about Tom Brady, they go, "We got a guy that's bigger than Tom Brady." But I have no idea who he is. I've never, I, I got to learn this cricket thing. I, I yes. When I go over there, I'm like, it's weird. But I said, love to talk to him, you know, see what we can do. They also own their Grammys over there. Wow. They, so they're going to get it in the hands of the influencers in India. So some really big things going. And within the next five years, we could have our billion brains and change this planet. Because the, I don't know if you've ever researched the Marishi effect, but. I, I did I after you told me about it. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, we're not going to do it. Like the Maharishi did, but we're gonna do it because I think if we bring down the temperature in this in this mm-hmm. world and stop these these crazy people that don't know how to think, we need to get people thinking again. You know, instead of you know making America great, we need to make the world think. We do, you know, and you know, we need to figure out, you know, just so people understand where I'm coming from, they did a study. If we took all the people on the planet, we put them in the state of Texas they would have more room than the average person does in Japan. So we're not overpopulated. We're not utilizing our resources. There's plenty of people and we shouldn't be killing people to try to make more room on this planet. You know, we're, we need to be healing people in because we don't know who the next Einstein is, who the next Nikola Tesla is. You know, Mm -hmm. we have no idea. Who's the next person to make the greatest invention. You know, we need to create an environment where they can thrive.
0: I think you have a concept that's that's you are Einstein. <laughs> I really do. And that's why I want to ask you my final question before we talk about where people can buy the headset. What is the legacy that you hope to leave?
1: Well, I hope that I inspire somebody to create more of this kind of technology. I believe that uh, brainwave entrainment will be in every home, just like TVs, you know, we've talked about it before. It used to be, when I was growing up, I remember getting the first TV from my grand grandparents gave us their black and white TV. And then of course, then we got a color TV. We were the first ones in the neighborhood to get it because my dad wanted to watch sports in color, you know? Yes. Uh, and, and But I think that brainwave and trauma will be there because it should be, instead of the broadcasting these really terrible EMF waves, they could be broadcasting Noge frequencies. They could be broadcasting sophigio frequencies we could be we could be bathing in healing frequencies all day long we already have the technology up there all we have to do is change the frequency it's like and so i believe that my legacy we're going to prove that learning is is not a right now our schools are still in the 1800s mm-hmm. that we need a, we need a an evolution or a revolution in our schools not teaching them this crazy stuff that they want to teach them that has nothing to do with it. we need to teach people how to think Yeah. So my my legacy is going to be that I, I hope to touch the lives of every person on earth by teaching them that everyone is a genius. Everyone has talents and skills. Everyone has a superpower. And if I can help you activate yours, we have a better planet. And you can then go train your people because I can only reach the people in my sphere of influence. You have your sphere of influence and if people understand that their sphere of influence, you're changing they now know epigenetically you're changing seven generations forwards and backwards, in and, and, and it's th- being done right now. It's not being done later, and it's not science. It's not science fiction anymore. It sounds like science fiction, mm-hmm. but it's science faction. You know, so I love we, it. Have, I love it. we have yeah. this. We have this back, and so I think my legacy is going to be, hey, this guy didn't give up. There were plenty of times when I could have give up, but the universe just kept bouncing me back here and. And I'm, you know, like a dog with a bone. I just keep doing it. And people go, wow, this is great. When did you invent it? Oh, I've been doing it since 1986. You know, uh, it, before, It's mind blowing. Yeah. yeah. There's very few people. I I do know a couple of people that were around at that time with me, but most of them have passed on to bigger and better things in the universe. They're not here anymore. So yeah, but God had a plan
0: for you. Mm-hmm. I really think so. I think God had a plan for you and you just, you did, you were so tenacious, so curious. And I think your heart is completely in the right place. And I do believe you're going to, your mission is going to (laughs) happen. So I think it's wonderful. Now, I want to let people know um, this headset is available on your website, correct? Yes. For purchasing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they can also go to the app store and download the BrainTap app.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. What they can do is they can... On the app, they can download it for 14 days. They're not going to be charged until that 15th day. So if they don't like it, just cancel it. What I just found out was we have a 76% of the people that download the app to try it, stick with it. That's wonderful. So they like it. And our average user uses it 28 times a month. That's amazing. So give it a shot. You got 14 days to try it out, get better sleep, think Mm -hmm. better, perform better. And if you like it, then you can upgrade to the headset.
0: I love it, I love it. And where you can go purchase this at is at www.drpatrickporter.com, where he has an actual separate website for the BrainTap technology where you can research BrainTap technology at www.braintap.com. You're remarkable.
1: Well, thank you. <laughs> I thank
0: you. loved the conversation today and I hope you all love the conversation at well. Thank you so much, Dr. Patrick Porter. I appreciate it. Thank you, Julie, for having me. A special thank you to our guest expert, Dr. Patrick Porter of www.braintap.com. All of his links are found in the description of this episode. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe and you will be notified of future episodes. Thank you for listening to the Flip and Shift Expert Series podcast. Rate us, follow us, and like us on our social media links.